Welcome back to another episode of Odd Fish, and once again, another episode without my co-host Rish. I I know I'm I'm so sorry to to disappoint everybody, but what what I have might be probably the closest thing. I know we've talked about it before, but my next guest is is yep. pretty similar to Rish. Can honestly, I get a drum roll? So. Can I get a drum so, roll? Okay, please? we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, the boy. Darnez Hill, Dez Ali, whatever yes, you know him by, in the house. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Darnez Hill. I'm about to spill the tea for everybody who's been waiting for it. Even if you haven't been waiting, I'm going to spill it on you, little nigga. <laughs> Get this. Also, this is probably the first time in this podcast that the N-word is going to be used a couple times. I'm going to yeah, keep it's it crazy, like bro. limit of three. So I already used one, so let's get this shit. It'll be it'll be the last time until I get the pass. But that day's <laughs> that day's coming, bro. Just be waiting on it. <laughs> Alright. So my name is Dez. Most people know me as Dez. I went to high school with Pranav. He's the homie, the bestie, if you will, the best friend. He's the smart man in my life, or at least one of the many smart men. That's what um, you're here for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, I make music with Pranav, or I used to make music with Pranav. I started making music with Pranav, uh, and I still make music. It's still trash, but the bitches tell me otherwise. I ain't even finna lie. Um, I live in LA now. I perform as much as possible. They call me Young Prince out there. No cap. Come see me perform if you finna doubt me. <laughs> I'ma beat you the fuck up, nigga. That's Shit, two. That's, that's two. <laughs> Dude. We're like two We're minutes two in. Minutes in. <laughs> and uh, what else? Um, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, what else? I like girls. That was kind of deep, bro. Yeah, I know, dude. I know. But I'll fight for the things I bro, love. we're getting deep deeper. in the episode already. Oh, man, bro. Yeah, that was, that's Dude, that's going to be the Instagram quote for this episode, bro. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I fight for the things I love. Actually, I might steal that, bro. Okay. That's... Okay, you probably you probably know too much about this motherfucker now. So yeah, honestly. That being said, let's let's get it. Play the intro. It's time to do this episode. But um, yeah, let's get it. As you mentioned, you're this pop star in LA, wannabe pop star. I don't know, whatever, whatever you'd consider yourself, bro. Definitely. And uh, and I've been there for the origins, right? We made our first uh, made our first cute song together when you sampled that GTA beat, and I oh, didn't even know yeah. it was a GTA beat oh, until weeks yeah. later, bro. Cute stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sure it's like it's very different for you now, and like both of us have had the chance to grow, but you you a little bit more than me, obviously, because this is what you'd be doing full time this the day job so why don't you walk us through a little bit about like what it's like for you to make a song because i'm sure i'm sure we got fans out here that are curious bro nobody even knows Mm. you but i'm sure i'm sure fans are curious bro (laughs) Mm, well big teehee to that but when i make a song these days normally it'll start with either a feeling or it'll start with some music that evokes a feeling and normally i'll find a beat or I'll make a beat if I'm feeling skilled that day, but not gonna lie, I'm not really feeling skilled any day. <laughs> so normally I'll find a beat that makes me feel some type of intense emotion. As soon as I can like put that emotion into words, 
it just goes from there. Normally I'll try to find like a chorus and I'll just build it up from there, adding vocals and really just trying to express myself. Whenever I make the song, I'm not thinking like, oh man, what are the kids going to like? <laughs> I'm thinking, oh man, how am I feeling right now? I don't care if the kids are going to like it. I'm going to just... I'm gonna just make it for me, I guess. So, dude, yeah. okay, what really like sets you apart from like a regular person to me is how you do the chorus, bro. I remember one time we were working on this original point of view song, and you came up with this chorus in like five seconds while we were in the car, and I was like, bro, <laughs> how do you do this? Like, I always be thinking about like, oh man, like is this what is this what people are gonna be able to like sing in their heads and sing back to me? Like, <laughs> I like I'd be overthinking it, bro. But you just be. You just be coming up with it just like that, and I respect that. That's something you do that's, that's pretty impressive. I appreciate it. I appreciate that heavily. I'm blushing right now. I'm black people blushing right now. <laughs> but um, when I come up with a chorus, normally I just, when I hear the beat, I'll just try to think of something. Or I, Actually, I'll just try to turn my brain off and just sing with the song like a little kid would or something. Yeah. And like the first thing that sticks with me is the thing that I normally run with and... Like, if it sticks with me, I'm sure it'll stick with um, everyone else. You just got to find, like, what is it called? My dad calls it, like, the sweet notes. That yeah. uh, and Every song has them. As long as you could find those sweet notes within the chord and you can get that melody that matches with the, the drums. And I don't know. You just got to pretend that you're an instrument in the song. And once you can figure out that melody that you want, even if it has no words, you just add words after. Like, the yeah. words are the least important part. It's just the feeling. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was really... That was a... really some Drake energy, bro. The words are the least <laughs> important part. Hey, bro, I, I ain't a light skin, though. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just put that out there now. Fuck that nigga Drake. I there we go, skin. bro. That's, I ain't a light skin. That's what you need to hear. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so you're in... Your... Ah, shit. That was three, though. Damn, oh, dude. Man. We're six minutes in, bro. You got you got to go the whole episode, bro. Damn. I don't know how you're gonna make it, but um. I need to say that word less. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of where you are as a musician, obviously you're a lot further along than when we were in a band together, when we were making music together. But mm. you're not as far along as somebody uh more established, like you know, like our idol Kanye. Of course. Um, of course. So why don't you talk a little bit about? Because you've explained to us about how you make music. Why don't you talk a little bit how about how it's different from when we made it together? Mm, we, when we were in a band, when we were in a collective, there were like between three and five guys, I guess, normally. And I'd say that back then it was easier, but also harder. Normally when a song was yeah. ready to be written, an idea would come up with and we kind of have to branch off from there. And um, it was easier in the sense that you could come up with an idea and someone could build off of it. But it was also harder in the sense that sometimes they'd try to build something <laughs> off of it and that building would and be a piece of shit. it'd just be the, the wrong direction, yeah, bro. That's it'd, true. It'd just be some shitty shit. I, ain't, <laughs> I don't even know how else to explain it. Like, it would just be some SMH handshaking emoji, headshake emoji type shit. And um, no shade thrown to any previous band members. Yeah, no shade, but that's how it really be. That's how it really <laughs> that is be. how it was sometimes, though. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it was really fun. It's a lot more fun when you do it with like other people, just because, just that energy that flows, I yeah. guess. And um, yeah, that shit's really fun. But 
when I make it alone, it's a lot easier to find a clear, concise idea and just take it home, I guess. Yeah, all the way home. just because you have a lot more control over, like, the creative vision and what you want it to be. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, like, as for, like, the major people that make it, man, <laughs> man, they just be walking in their mansion and Dude, they just unreal right they walk in their mansion they get a text from post malone <laughs> saying he got this fire beat i don't know that he paid 50 bucks for or something from some underground artist that be making fire and then they just hop on the track and make some magic in their mansion like i don't know it's a big collaboration i feel like the higher you go between like producers and it's a lot of people connecting across the world and i hope i get to that point someday but I feel like it's more work in a way, but also less work in a way. Yeah. Like, the groundwork, I feel like a lot of times is already there in a sense, and, like, especially the skill and the talent, and everybody there is there to do, like, what they're there to do, unlike, unlike, you know, when we make music as friends, you know, we're there to have fun, I guess, and be friends, but... Yeah, it's more about, like, us than it is about the music. Exactly. But once you get to that level, it's about... It's about that check. I ain't even gonna lie. It's about yeah, that yeah. check and that flex. So, mm-hmm, they well, got it. On that's lock. what you're all about, dude. So I'm sure. I'm sure when you get there, you'll be ready for it. Oh yeah, man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm ready for that check. <laughs> I ain't seen no checks yet, but I'm gonna see it in 2020. On God, I'm gonna put that on God right now. All right, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. But dude, what was weird to me when we were always making music together is like. It'd be like, like you said, three to five people, but we all did the same job. And so like, you've got all these people coming in, but they've got the exact same talent. Mm. So it's like, it becomes a competition, but like something I've noticed, like coming to college, whether I'm working with like singers or producers or whatever it is, even though like I haven't made anything as concrete as we made together, I've like kind of enjoyed things in college differently. Cause like everybody's got a different talent and you get to like kind of see how they all fit together and it's like i don't know the puzzle pieces just fit a little better Mm, yeah i i do feel that like in the current day like ever since i moved to los angeles a lot of my friends now they have of course different talents than me and i ain't gonna lie they're way more talented than i am i'm a scrub in comparison to them oh we know bro don't worry yeah but they don't know so i gotta tell them I'm, oh you're right you're i'm right. a jester dude i'm not a <laughs> i'm a jester out here but um like i'll come with like a song idea and i'm always i'm normally like the vocalist or whatever but my boy big dick lucas he'll always be down to <laughs> hop on that bass guitar i got my man Jackson McGrill, what up? He always ready to make some fire beats. I'm not even finna live, like, cry to, like, four of his beats. They're just so amazing. And, like, you just get to see other people do a skill that you couldn't ever even imagine yourself doing. So, and once you can, like, combine all that, I mean, honestly, you could watch Ratatouille and they explain it better than me when, like, they combine the cheese and the meat or whatever. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It just makes a a completely new flavor, a new dish, if you will, a new cuisine, if you will. Oh wow, dude! I know, dude. <clears throat> that's some that's some shit. I know, dude. I'm gonna say it a fourth time. It is some shit, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was necessary that time though. <laughs> I'm done now with it. <laughs> so, um, what are we gonna talk about? Next thing I want to talk about. Okay, so being an independent musician like you are. 
putting out the brand of Dez Ali like mm-hmm. you do comes with this like this weird thing you have to do. And I've noticed I hadn't really noticed people do it until you. And then after you, I kind of noticed like I see more acts like specifically in hip hop doing it. And it's, it's the whole thing of like playing your character where you kind of have to separate mm-hmm. the persona of Dez Ali from that of Darnez Hill. And it's it's like it's to the point where I can I notice you like acting different like i can tell like when you're the same you that like i grew up with versus like la performer like slayer of women (laughs) (laughs) like i can tell the difference bro (laughs) so uh why don't you talk a little bit about like about what it's like to play your character and how how you have to deal with those like two sides of yourself um it's actually kind of weird. It's not really something that I ever really thought about until, I mean, I went to LA for a while and then I came back to like Frisco and Texas and all that stuff. And I felt, I felt kind of out of place and I wasn't sure why. And then I went back to LA and I felt back in place and I was like, hmm, interesting. And I just realized that Dez and Darnes or whatever are just kind of different people in a sense whenever I'm up on that stage or like filming a music video or making music or singing really anytime the music is on I just feel like I just feel like really a different person I, I mean I feel like the same person I feel like honestly a more pure version of myself if that makes any sense yeah. like when I get up on stage I I don't feel insecure at all um, and I feel like it's kind of like I'm reading my diary to a bunch of like random strangers and I don't feel any shame. I'm up there to do what I do. I look different. Whenever I watch a video of me, I'm like, bro, that ain't me, bro. But how do I get, bro? Like, that's him? what I feel like, bro. I see that and I'm like, dude, that ain't you. Who is that? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. And I don't really see that many videos of myself. So whenever I do, I'm like, wow, that's really what I look like. I just, hey, you're like. Dang, I'm uglier than I thought, bro. Dude, honestly, bro, I'm like, bruh, I, I need, like, 20 pounds. <laughs> like, I need something, bro. I need to look like the baby. But, um, yeah, it's just, it just feels, it just feels strange. Um, and it's weird to watch my life as Dez Ali seep back into, like, my life as Darnez and the people who knew me as Darnez sometimes, like, I guess don't understand Yeah. who... Dez Ali is and I see that like create gaps between the people that like I guess I love or like loved in the past I guess yeah I'm not gonna say because they just don't get it now because like that <laughs> they they get it Dude, but, it's like, too deep for them it's just too deep for them. it's not like that but just I don't know Dez Ali is kind of like you know it's like Superman and Clark Kent I guess oh that's a good way to put it actually yeah it's like once I put on the suit, then I'm ready to do some shit. But once I take off the shoot, like I remember one time I performed actually, and like I fucking I ain't even finna cap, fam. I ain't even finna cap, fam. <laughs> I'ma go into the British accent for this. I ain't even finna cap, fam. I fucking slayed, man, and everyone was clapping, bro. Right when I finished, I picked up the mic and I said, "All right." Time to go back to being a loser. <laughs> and I put the mic down and I went back and sat down. And you did go back to being a loser. And I went right back life's, to being a loser. Life's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of what it feels like. Kind of feels like 
once I get off that stage, I'm just kind of in idle mode until the next time, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, I got you. Weird <laughs> stuff, bro. Pretty, like Pretty weird. I'm sure like some people can kind of relate, uh, just like going f- between like college and high school, or yeah, yeah, college and like your hometown, because you, you do have to like put on a different face when you go to college or at least i've noticed that i have so i think mm-hmm. i think it's kind of similar to that in a way just like you know going to a different place where you've got to be a different person surrounded mm-hmm. by like different stuff than you're used to so for sure up next uh, i want to talk about individuality within a collective because i know that's something something both of us have really been dealing with since high school and um i've never really had to like deal with it to that type of degree when it wasn't part of our like original point of view kdpg like even even when it was just the two of us like i've never really had to deal with like individuality within a collective on that scale and so why don't you talk a little bit about like what that means to you how how you kind of fit it found your role as like kind of the leader within like our high school rap group um finding like your individuality within a collective I think it's really difficult, especially when you're first starting out. And I like when we were in a collective, all of us, it was our first time like making music. So yeah, was, and none of us knew anything about anything. Exactly. And like we were we all had different skill levels when it came to making music. For sure. And it was easy to latch on to like whoever had a really high skill level in like a certain sector of music. And it was easy to learn from that and kind of like pick up the ball that they dropped if, or okay that's not a bad way that's not a good way to say it yeah like, just, i kind of saw it as a like a bad thing to where like we'd be biting off whatever people in our group did successfully yeah, yeah. like okay i remember the weirdest thing happened like back when like the triplet flow like first became a thing nobody in our group caught on to that until like a year or two later because somebody first started doing it mm-hmm. like one of us started doing it and then everybody started biting off nobody really took any outside influences like or like i guess we did every once in a while but it was very rare mm. yeah i don't <clears throat> i don't know i think back then it was kind of all like really an experiment like in a sense, like, we were just there to have fun, and honestly, to be completely honest, we were a hip-hop group, but we had, like, low-key no Dude, knowledge Dude, I know, man, we didn't know anything. Back. Yeah, but, I don't know, I think that's not kind of the beauty of it, in a sense, is just... Yeah. Just the, like, raw, like, unmastered, I don't know what I'm gonna say next, but... That unmastered the, the vibe, energy. Bro. Yeah, yeah, the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were all, and, like, it wasn't, we, we didn't make bad music, like... I ain't finna sit here and say, like, our old collectives made some trash music, because we didn't. Well, yeah. we did, but we did But we did also it. made some good music, we also made that's some what good matters. Music. Mm-hmm. And, like, even to this day, like, every once in a while when I play one of those songs on accident and somebody hears <laughs> it, they're like, damn, this is good. And I'm like, nah, bro. But, yeah, I guess that's how I really feel about it, like. It's hard to find individuality, but I feel like once you do find it, it's kind of like planting a tree. Like, once you get that base, the leaves yeah. and the branches just come, you know? Like, they just yeah. they sprout, if that makes any sense. Also, I'm really dumb, so I apologize if I don't sound smart. Like, I, I don't know how else to say that. Like, I'm just redi- I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just dumb. I'm just really dumb. Yeah, bro, you just proved it right there. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not an intellectual. I'm just... 
I'm basically just a homeless guy. Pranav pulled off the street for this. Basically, dude, you could you could never compete with these UT Austin students listening to this podcast, bro. I just can't. These, these geniuses I over here, can't. bro, I just would just can't. destroy you if they ever. I just can't. Dude. Had the misfortune of ever interacting <laughs> with you in person, bro. I'm telling you, I'm just a gesture, bro. I'm, I'm, I don't know, bro. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, that. That does kind of align with uh, something that we're going to talk about next. <clears throat> but first, I do want to ask you, because you, because, okay, we were in the same, like, group in high school, and I guess the first, like, year of college or whatever, but um, you had a really different experience out of it than I did because you were the leader of the group and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So talk about how, like, I don't know, what that meant to you, what you learned from that, because, like, real talk, bro, I did learn about leadership from watching you, bro. Like, damn, I wouldn't be able to be doing what I was doing now if I didn't see you do what you were doing before, bro. Damn. A disclaimer: He, I totally paid him to say that. I ain't yeah, gonna he, lie. he did, bro. That's fast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, being the leader of a group, it was, it was fun. Actually, no, it wasn't fun. It was, <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. I'm gonna say like that. Yeah. It was like it was difficult just in the sense that like we're not professionals. We don't have anybody to call when we need somebody like mix a song or record like we recorded all the songs in our closet and hey, just cuz I say that though, it sounds professional as fuck. Go listen to it. I'm going to put that on God. I'm going to put that on my mama too. But um we recorded all in my closet off a laptop. I mixed them and somebody else mastered them, but like that was really the only service that we ever got, and it was difficult to like get the members in the same place at the same time yeah. and have them ready to do their verses and bloody bloody blah, blah. Just there's just a lot of moving parts that if one thing fails, then the whole thing crumbles, and you gotta look out for yourself as an individual in a collective as well as the collective as a whole. And I think that was like the difficult part, kind of yeah. watching your back and like everyone else's back and make sure they're doing what they got to do. If anyone's familiar with the group Rockhampton, I guess you could parallel it with, I guess, how Kevin Abstract feels in a sense. Like he always be complaining. I don't know why he'd do it publicly. I ain't even gonna lie. He does <laughs> complain, bro. Yeah, he be he be trashing on his homies like publicly, like Yeah, bro. Not very cool of him. Yeah, not very cash money of Kevin, but like I, I guess I do understand that it's difficult to get everyone to act on their full potential at all times. Or like what you feel their full potential is at all times. And um one but like when you when everybody does act on their full potential and you get that product that you envisioned them it's, it's amazing i guess <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's awesome but it's just difficult to get it it's, it's really blood sweat and tears and we were a small collective we weren't we weren't doing anything big we weren't doing it for the money but it was still yeah. difficult uh just to do it and the thing that makes it kind of different from like whatever like club you're doing in school or whatever sport you're playing or whatever like whatever like what most people had to go through, I feel like we had a we had it a little bit different because it was like it was just us. It was completely unstructured. Like nobody was gonna give us a C if we didn't show up. Mm-hmm. We had nothing to hold us there except for our own accountability. And so True. that made kind of that made being a leader a little bit more difficult because you had like more responsibility on your shoulders. True. And I don't know, man. Watching it was a pretty cool experience. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was 
it was an experience to say the least. Like it was very interesting. It's like you can't like I just remember so many instances where like we'd have a song and I'd be like, "All right, we need to record this song by this date and I need your verses by this date." The dates would come and I'd be like, "All right, show me the verse." And my man would be like, "All right, here's six words." <laughs> <laughs> And I'd be like, my G. <laughs> oh, man, I remember that, too. Yeah, like, it, it would just suck. And you can't be like, all right, I'm going to fail you in the class. Like, you can't do anything. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can't do nothing. Like, there's no, there's just no weight to anything, I guess. It all is just, it's all, like, trust, being trustworthy and yeah. being accountable. And unless somebody has that same drive, unless you're, like, on the same wavelength as somebody or have, like, the same drive as... <clears throat> someone who's trying to get there then they're gonna drag you down like what what would you used to say pranav you always used to say like a team is only as strong as it's yeah only as strong as his weakest link yeah and i think that that just it was pretty evident like looking at the different like different groups we were in different members and okay look to anybody listening it may sound like we just be out here living out our high school glory days, but there is a reason that I wanted to talk about this, and it's because I feel like most of our most of our viewers are college students and like given like having the freedom that college students have, I'm sure most of y'all motherfuckers, or at least some of y'all, <laughs> have had the idea of like starting something cross your mind, whether it's like, I don't know, a fashion line, a band, whatever it is, whatever comes to mind. Like, mm-hmm. I know we all have at least thought about this a little bit. And so I just like, I really am talking to somebody who like has been through it before. We've been through it before. We kind of like understand what it takes to like, to do something when the only thing holding you back or the only thing holding you accountable is yourself. And I do mm-hmm. think like, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be saying this if it wasn't like if I didn't think these were like genuine life lessons I learned like through our KDPG original point of view all that stuff through those days that I have like carried with me through college and are still important to me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like although like at the end of the day like we are we are just some some 20-year-olds that don't know shit like mm-hmm. these are like pretty pretty important or like at least in my opinion pretty important life experiences for me Definitely. that like that affect the way I move through the world now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't feel like... <sighs> I feel like it's just... Especially when you, like, put yourself in those situations, like... Oh, man. I feel like... Oh, man. I'm getting in my feels right now. Oh, dude. He's getting in his feels. Oh, man. Here we... Get ready. The feels are about to pour. Oh, dude. Oh, no. <sighs> I was hoping this wouldn't happen. All right. Cue the sad music. <laughs> when you really want something in a collective or with a group of people or even by yourself i feel like the more you want it the more you have to sacrifice just of yourself you gotta like i guess cut off the people around you and i feel like it's just difficult to like get the things you want without or it's difficult to get the things you want and also keep the things you have like yeah you can't have your cake and eat it too basically not at all it's like i remember I remember five years ago, I wanted similar things to the things that I want now, and now I get to see, I guess, the progress of, like, those goals that I once wanted, and I see how they've changed, and how some of the people that I wanted to be in my life forever just aren't there anymore because of me, and, like, 
the things that I've done and what I want for my own life. And my dad always used to tell me that <clears throat> his German professor, professor or something would always be like, don't get too close to people. You'll catch their, you'll catch their dreams. And he'd be Dang, like, bro. yeah, he'd be like, what do you mean? You'd catch their dreams. And he, he was actually saying the word germs, not dreams. That is so funny. Right. But like same but, thing. But like, it's facts though. But it's facts though with an X, two X's <laughs> facts. Like the more you stay around people, the more they'll catch your dreams and they'll want to like follow you. But people are, can either grow with you or grow apart from you. And yeah, it's difficult to like put everybody on the same path that you want to go on and yeah, where you want to end up, and you got to decide what's worth it: being you with the people you, or being with the people you love, or being you and being free. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you could turn the sad music off. Yeah, now. that was that was mad sad hours, bro. <sighs> I forgot what we were talking about, bro. What was the topic of this podcast, bro? I don't I even don't remember. Know, that was real stuff, bro. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but what about you, Pranav? I know some, some odd fish catching germs. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, dude, don't catch the germs, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, what about you, Pranav? I know you're in college and you're doing yo the thing. You He's already doing know MF. Already thing. know, bro. He's doing it better than I am. I ain't even a cap on that. But what about you? What are <laughs> some mean, of the we things knew. we knew, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what are the, some of the things you've had to sacrifice and like give up in order to just? I guess effectively per- pursue your goals and passions that only you can really understand. I think it's really similar to you, and um, I honestly wasn't ever gonna talk about this on the podcast, but you just asked me, so damn it, now I have to talk about it on the podcast. Yep. But uh, I think in high school I was a really, really different person than I am now, and not many people will understand that because not many people from high school are still like close enough with me to where they're able to notice the difference i'd say you're one of the few but i think in high school i was like i was very very focused on like people and maintaining the relationships in my life because i thought like that was important you know i Mm -hmm. I was like yeah bro my friends from high school are gonna be my friends with me till the end bro Mm -hmm. i've seen high school musical bro i know (laughs) i know how this goes down and then uh and then I came back from my first semester of college and realized that that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And then you and I wrote Dial Tone. And from there, I don't know, from there it kind of like clicked with me to where like that ain't how it's going to be. Like I ain't going to get that fairy tale ending that I always wanted. So uh, now I kind of keep my mind on what's in front of me and don't really worry too hard about what's behind me. There's a price on everything. And like, yeah, I know in some alternate dimension for all you rick and morty (laughs) fans out there i know in some alternate dimension there's a me that like stayed in frisco or followed his high school dream girl to college yeah yeah you know has a boring fucking life or like has no goals and is probably studying to be a i don't know a fucking business something I, I (laughs) i don't know he's probably doing some boring shit but then there's the me and the present. No disrespect to business majors. Yeah, no going. disrespect. I was a business major and fuck y'all niggas. But anyways. <laughs> Bro, you're killing me. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's just, I don't know. A lot of people aren't willing to pay that price. And I, I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, I've lived with people who 
I don't live with anymore simply because they weren't willing to give something up in order to take the next step. You sometimes you gotta you gotta cut the weight off so you can fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some people just aren't willing to do that. Like in order to get what you want, you're gonna have to be uncomfortable. You can't gain something without offering something and not up all. in return. Not at all. So. And I, that's, that's the part that sucks about it. Like, that's the part that really sucks. That's the part that's going to make you cry, just in case you haven't cried yet. And if you haven't cried yet, you ain't doing it right. I ain't even finna cap at you, player. If you ain't cried, or if you ain't felt, like, sorrow, or, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm being dramatic right now, actually. You are being dramatic, bro. I ain't <sighs> cried since Cortana died at the end of Halo 4, bro. Like, <laughs> get it together, bro. <laughs> all right, yeah, I think I'm, all right, yeah, I'm being way dramatic right now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to just put myself yeah, down as the most dramatic podcast guest. Oh, dude, definitely. And we said in the beginning, too, we weren't going to do that dial tone shit, bro. And yeah. that's exactly what we ended up doing, bro. Here we are. It's feeling, though. <laughs> bro, I'm going to turn on some Drake. <laughs> bro, I'm gonna turn on some don't Drake, ever bro. say that again. <laughs> Not even as a joke, bro. That ain't funny. <laughs> okay. Never again. My bad. Okay. Um... So one of the last things I wanted to talk to you about was kind of getting an education versus being in college. Because you, like, you're a young Kanye, a young college dropout. But, um, and I do think there's kind of, like, a stereotype we have on people who, people our age who aren't in college, where you kind of view them a certain way. You look at them as bums, regardless of what they're up to now. Mm -hmm. But as, as you've just demonstrated to all of our viewers out here, like, you got your mind right. You know what you want. And you know how you're going to get there. Oh, yeah. So, of course. why don't you talk about, like, what it's like for you pursuing a quotation marks education without being in college? And how, maybe how that's different to what we've got to go through, like, us lame motherfuckers <laughs> that are, that be getting degrees and shit. <laughs> well, I'm going to be clear. I am a bum. <laughs> I'm gonna be clear. I paid Pranav to not call me a bum just for my feelings sake. But um I ever since I mean I have a year under my belt in college and I'm finna go back someday just so I could get that paper. That paper. But um I mean ever since I moved to LA I've definitely learned so much, man. And I mean it may not be a math equation or like, I don't know, it may not be how to balance a checkbook, it may not be how to do some biology shit. Also, by the way, guys, all this isn't going to matter in a couple of weeks, because we're all getting drafted. True. But anyways, um, I I don't really learn about things like that. But well, I, it does matter if you were in ROTC. Oh, right, guys. <laughs> hey, yo, I'll tell all you ROTC niggas, I want to see y'all on the front lines. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all in my Snapchat stories. Hey yo, hey yo, get to field dress or some. I don't know what y'all be <laughs> talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to see y'all on the front lines, dog. I'm a musician. I could play like little drummer boy as y'all run out or some shit, bro. I'll kill it. But I'm way too pretty for war. I'm gonna just say that now. Trump, I'm way too pretty for that shit, bro. I will sing for you, bro. I will. That's sing for facts, you. bro. He's yeah. too pretty and he's still ugly. I'm still ugly, but I'm just way too pretty for war. But um. Damn, what was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, education. Yeah. So besides learning about me being ugly and pretty at the same time and how that's even possible, uh, I've just learned about, like, I've just learned, it's just a different form of education yeah. than um, 
than the traditional schooling environment. And I definitely feel like I've learned, I've learned things from people with way more experience than I, than I like, than I have. I've met the, uh, I met the founder of Rockefeller Records and I played with him and I spoke with him and I got to hear some insight that like you're not going to hear from your your I don't know Texas Tech business professor like I'm, I ain't infinite cap. Dang like, bro, that was kind of specific, bro. Yeah, but Who I know- are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do people like AM less? I'll just say AM. I know niggas hate that shit. Oh, yeah. Especially since we got so many listeners from UT, bro. Yeah, but hey, fuck AM, UT for life. I don't even go Let's to UT. Let's get it, bro. You heard it here first. Mm hmm. If I went to a college, I'd be going to UT. You already fucking know. That is true. Hook them horns. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be pursuing my own, like, education. You should never stop learning. And, um, yeah, I, I do think that people perceive me as, like, dumb for and i perceive myself as dumb i ain't even gonna lie yeah bro you told us earlier yeah i told y'all earlier like i'm a dumb mother effer but i do i pursue what i want to pursue in my own way and i do see like i do see progress in the things that i do every day and yeah it's all baby steps and just it's kind of in the same way that it takes four years to get a degree and then a couple more years to get that job you want. And for me, I just kind of have to hit the ground running. And there's no there's no college that I can go to to learn how to... That makes you a pop star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, And I know what I want to do. And what I want to do is what I want to do. And it's not... It's not for everybody. and Definitely not. Mm-hmm. And it's Honestly, just, I'd say it's like... It's really similar to being... A leader in a collective like you were back in the original point of view days because you have this like freedom to kind of to go in your own direction but also you're the one holding yourself responsible so it mm-hmm. it can end up having more benefits than college because i i do and i know a lot of my peers do feel kind of like constricted by like the program that we're in right now to where like it's not not necessarily letting us capitalize on what's best for us and you don't have to worry about that because if you aren't happy with the way you live your life you just wake up and change it like you're not required to get this degree before Mm -hmm. you have to do something else but at the same time there's nobody like it's it's like we were talking about with uh with kdpg like nobody's giving you c's if you don't show up you know what i mean there's nobody holding you accountable except for yourself true and like that's one of the things too about being an independent artist is that freedom but as you incorporate more people onto your team you you have less freedom like for example right now this might be like a tmi i guess but right now i have oh this boy, guy mm-hmm. i know this guy who for the last couple months he's he wants to be an a and r with his life he right now he works under an a and r and that a and r like a professional a and r like owns a mansion and for all you frisco niggas that's all i need to say <laughs> owns a mansion wait explain to us what an a and r some people oh. not me though because i trust trust me bro i know right i swear i know but right right just in case somebody doesn't know why don't you explain what that is got you for all you goofies out there an a and r is and see this is a form of education that i know that y'all might not know uh, an A&R is basically... Not me, though. I know. No, not Pranav, though. <laughs> Pranav, he all-knowing. I ain't even finna lie. But an A&R is basically just an artist representative. That's really all it is. It's a person that, like, um, takes an artist or discovers an artist, I suppose, 
kind of helps them grow and just helps uh helps them meet other artists and collaborate with other artists helps them get shows etc 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 it's like artist relationships and um that A&R um told this dude that if he wants to be an A&R she'll make him an A&R like a professional A&R in the business for a record label if he can find an artist and manage that artist to succession to like to full complete growth like she wants him to grow an artist and for the last couple of months he's been knocking at my door des 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 <laughs> i'm trying to be your manager bro i could book you this show this show this show i could book you this festival and this whole time i have i have to protect myself and i've been like mm, i don't know buddy because as soon as i say yes then we're in a deal together and you can't back out right you're stuck with it for better or worse mhm and like my money is his money his problems are my problems and vice versa and just etc 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 and um coming 2020 like just a couple of days ago i shook his hand and i said i buddy i'm going to give you a trial run so it's difficult to give somebody like that a chance because they could even they can either break make or break your career i know i've spoken with other anrs i've spoken with the anr who manages um i think it's idk the guy who manages oh, yeah, idk yeah, yeah, yeah. mhm and she um she was talking about like how much work she had to put in and i spoke with post malone's anr guy or his management guy and how much work they had to put in to chase a record waking up at 5 a.m every day and going to sleep at 1 a.m for like a year yeah. to chase like the song white iverson and blow that up and bloody bloody blah and if your manager doesn't do that for you if he hadn't like chased the song white iverson for post malone post malone might be not might not be post malone right now yeah so it's hard to kind of like put your life in a sense in somebody else's hands but if it's worth it, then it'll be worth it. And I don't even know how else to say it. It'll be yeah. worth it. Because it's the same thing. Like, they're putting their life in your hands, too. Like, it's the exact same, like, individuality in a collective deal, bro. Exactly. It really is all all coming down to that, bro. Mm-hmm. If their skill level is... If, they have, if they're goofy, you are goofy, too. Exactly, bro. And Yeah, and vice versa. I remember the last thing I told... Uh, the guy who's trying to manage me starting when I get back to L.A., I told him that I ain't never going to disappoint him as an artist if he never disappoints me as a manager. Because yeah. I know one of the things about my education is learning my limits. And I've learned my limits. And I know that I'm not the smartest businessman. I know I'm not the smartest really anything when it comes to the numbers. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not a dumb motherfucker. But I, I just know I'm not. That's just not my calling. Yeah. But when I get up on stage and I do my thing and I make that music, I do it better than any motherfucker in the room. And I'm going to put that on my mama. I'm going to put that on my grave. I ain't even going to lie. I'm You're serious here about first, that. You're here first, bro. Mm-hmm. And if y'all could see the serious expression on my face right now, y'all would stop laughing. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. You just know they're laughing. Yeah. I know they're laughing. They're like, damn, listen to this dude. <laughs> Look at this dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh bro but um yeah i know my bro, skills and... the thing is bro the whole like the whole thing we were talking about earlier about like how you gotta play your character you gotta play the character of des ali mm -hmm. like i i do feel that a little bit like not as much as you obviously but i do gotta like 
play the persona of like a podcast host when I'm doing this, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's cool and all because you get to like kind of live in somebody else's shoes or like live in a different version of your shoes, mm-hmm. whatever. Like you were saying, you get to be a more pure quote unquote version of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's fun. But the downside of that, bro, is that you know everybody who hears this podcast, hears your music, we're getting clowned for it big time, bro. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. You know every single person who listens to your music is not, oh, bro, Des Ali is such a hero. I wish I could be just like him. Like, you got you to gotta get your fair share of clownery with definitely. it, bro. Yeah, I be getting clowned all the time. Niggas be like, oh, my God, you sound like you're 12. And I be like, wow. <laughs> Okay, bro, but, like, you got to take the good with the bad because, like, with every hundred no's, you're going to get one yes, and that one yes is going to build exactly, and build bro. and build. And... It's like we've been saying since episode one, bro. Fuck the haters. Yep, you never know honestly, who's going to give you the yes. True. Fuck the haters. High key, dude. Like, I mean, and I'm, I've just I've met some people who, like, I don't know. It's just all about, like, that person who believes in you, like. Not everybody's going to believe in you. You can't please everybody. But if you find that one person who could put you on, like, hell, if I put a song in front of Kanye West, he might clown me, but at the same time, he might really fuck with it and be like, all right, let me sign this nigga right now. Like, hey, I'm going to just say it like this. Kanye West signed designer. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly, bro. That's all I'm going to say. And we all know. (laughs) we We all know he ain't around no more. And everybody was clowning that nigga, but he got millions in his pocket. Yeah, he got signed by Kanye. You got to deal with good music. Mm-hmm. Blueface baby owns a fucking mansion, so that's all I really got to say. And all he does is bust down on Tatiana. That's it. That's all you have to do, bro, really. That's all you got to do, apparently. But, um, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, so one more thing. I didn't even think about this earlier is, um. Nah, bro, let's keep talking, bro. Let's yeah, dude. The the vibes the vibes are up right now. The vibes but, um, are cool. I've never been on a podcast, and I'm feeling it. It's cool. That's good, bro. I'm glad you're <laughs> liking the vibes, dude. All of the all the guests I've had this break so far have all said that they really liked being on the podcast a lot, and it like it was just like a cool experience for them. They were like, "Let me know if you want to do it again." And that made me that made me happy because mm-hmm. like that's what the podcast be doing for me on the regular. So I'm glad I get to share that with other people. Yeah, that's just but um, I was gonna ask you about like being genuine when you've got to be an artist because obviously like you are presenting like a facade a persona to the rest of the world but like at what point like you still got to be like genuine to a certain point about it you know what i mean like do you do you ever feel that like you've got to like maintain this like appearance for yourself you don't want to be like fake to get too many fans or whatever like fake for whatever reason you don't want like you don't want to, like, betray your core values just to get people to like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I haven't really run into that problem too hardcore yet just because whenever I do my thing, I just... I'm still at the point where I'm all, I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it for a check. I'm not doing it for, like, commercial value yet. Yeah. And I do hear a lot like, oh, you should change this and you should do this because the people would like it more. And normally I'm just like, nah, nah. Like, (sighs) if it's a good idea, of course, then I'll do it. I'm not like a stubborn asshole about it. Yeah. But I do always try to remain like me, like 100%. When I get up on that stage and I do my thing, like, 
for me, that's like a profession. I always say that music is love. And whenever I get up on stage, I feel like I'm like, I'm like professing my heart out. And yeah. like, yeah, like I might as well be proposing to somebody. Honestly, it's, it's, it just feels, it feels really genuine to me. <laughs> and, uh, I'll keep that in mind at your, uh, at your show this week, bro. <laughs> True, bro. Hey, actually, funny story. The way I met my manager, I devoted a song to him in the audience. And no kidding. <laughs> yes, dude. And he was like, I gotta manage him. <laughs> dude, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. He. That's how he chose me. Um, but yeah, like, it just feels like a profession of, like, love, I guess, and, like, emotion. And whenever I feel like I had a bad performance, it's when I feel like I didn't. I didn't profess what I wanted to. Yeah. Or I didn't convey the feeling I wanted to f- convey, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So for you, it's like, you got to try extra hard to be genuine. Yeah, I got to try extra hard. A lot of people say when they see me, even Pranav, he said he likes, like, the acting part of it yeah. a lot. And, like, I guess it's, like, acting, but at the same time... I feel like I'm acting like... You're playing the character of yourself. Yeah, like... Yeah. Exactly. I just feel like... I feel like I'm being me. I don't know how to say it. You heard it here first, bro. You're you, you just first. being him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we wrap this up, last thing I wanted to ask you about is what is waiting for you at the end? So when you're a pop star, oh, you achieve those Hollywood dreams. I don't even know if that's what you want. Like, I don't know if you want to be famous. Like, mm. I could never be famous, bro. But, like, what uh, what are you hoping for? Hmm. Well, at the end of the rope, honestly, and this is what I thought about. I thought about this for a long time because I've known where I wanted to get to at the end of the rope. It's just hard to piece together what happened in the middle. And at the end of the rope, to be honest, and this is gonna this is gonna kind of throw the uh, podcast for a swerve. Oh boy! <laughs> I actually want to be a uh, humanitarian and a, uh, a social worker. Yeah. And I want to achieve that through music. I want to kind of like in a similar way that like Chance the Rapper does, except I want to make better music than Chance. Yeah, these days, bro, it's kind of risky to mention Chance yeah. as a as a reference or an idol, bro. Yeah, so. I it's kind of risky, but. Chance the Rapper does, like, some good works in Chicago with his, like, Social Works Chi-Town Foundation, and he does it for the kids, and I I think it's just a great way to, like, give back to the community, and of course I want to be, like, the number one artist in the world, but realistically, I know I'll probably never make it that far. I'm not the best in the world. I've only been making music for about three years now, three or four years, so I know I'm, like, some people have been making it since they were three or something. And that's just not me. But I'm going to try to get as far as I can. And as far as I can get, I'm going to use, <clears throat> I'm going to take, like, all of the benefits that I've reaped. And I'm going to just try to give back, honestly. I don't want to, my goals aren't for the mansions or, I mean, I, of course, I'd love to have a mansion. Who the fuck wouldn't? Yeah. But at the end of the day, all I really want is a life that I can, that's a sustainable life with a woman I love. And I guess like some children, just like the classic family dream or whatever. And I would like to be supporting my community in any way I can. I just I just want to be happy. I don't know. I want a, I want a relatively simple life. That's that's one of the things actually about um about like playing your character. I remember a girl that I dated. She would always tell me 
that I'm like really cool after like I got off on sta- got off the stage and she'd be like, "Oh my god, you're so cool." Like, "Wow, like, you know, like you're amazing." Yeah. And I'd be like I would always be like, "Really?" Like that would always really just genuinely shock me cuz <laughs> me too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, cuz like I feel like I live like a relatively like simple life and the things that I want are like pretty simple, but Bro, you'd be kind of weird, too. I remember coming coming to visit you in Houston, and you, like, offered me this, like, assortment of teas, bro. And I don't know, bro. I don't know any 20-year-olds our age that'd be doing that, bro. Bro, my guy, the tea game got to be strong, <laughs> my guy. I'm telling you. Hey, that chai black tea, no cap. That shit fire, yeah, bro. Yeah, kind of fire, though. I ain't even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I like simple things, and... Like, the life of <laughs> Dezali, people think that it's, like, insane. And people think that I, like, oh, my God, you live in L.A. and you're Dezali. You go out all the time. You probably drink and smoke and, like, do crazy drugs and get fucked up. But I'm like, nah, bro. I just make music. Yeah. Like, that's it. I just make music. And I think about what I'm doing. Like, I don't fucking know. I literally don't do anything. I'm really simple and I want simple-ass shit. I'm from Texas, bro. Like... There ain't nothing cool here. We don't yeah, want bro, cool we, shit. We grew up in Frisco, bro. Yeah, like, dude. Like, we are the lamest motherfuckers just, on the planet. I just want to go to Stonebriar Mall with my friends, bro. Like, <laughs> For real, I'm just trying to sneak into Star Wars with my <laughs> niggas, bro. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to live a simple life, but like a sustainable life. If I never make it to the big time, but I can at least have a sustainable life from my music, then I can be happy with that. Just genuinely. That's cool, bro. But let's be real here. Drake made it to the top, and he's got zero talent. So don't count yourself out yet. <laughs> true, true. I'm coming for that ass, Drake. I'm coming for that ass. We gonna be on the next hotline bling together, and I'm a, I'm gonna outwrap you on your own damn song. I put that on God, dude. I can't wait. Probably, probably won't be that hard since it's Drake. But... <laughs> All right. We gonna see. I said everything I needed to say. Asked you everything I needed to ask you. So unless there's something you want to say, something you want to ask me. Any last things you want to add to the podcast, we can wrap it up right here. Mm, I guess the only thing I want to say, and I just want to say this to anybody listening, even Pranav in the chair right across from me. Oh, boy. Uh, simple, really. Just follow your heart. Whatever you're doing, follow your heart. Because, I mean, even if you're terrible at it, even if you don't make hella progress doing it or whatever... If you're following your heart, you're going to be happy with whatever you got. And yeah, you don't want to look back in 30 years and be like, damn it, I should have done this. That's all I can say. Respect the face in the glass. Your final reward shall end in tears if you do not uh, respect the face in the glass, basically. I forgot the whole poem, but actually, nah, dude, this podcast is important. I need to read this poem. It's super short, dude. Okay, so while he's looking up the poem, I'll give you this... uh. The little backstory, this dude has been reciting this poem to me for years, bro. Probably probably since the first few days I met him, bro. Uh, maybe not that far back, but like definitely very like early on in our friendship. And I was like, bro, this motherfucker is so pretentious, bro. How could anybody be friends with him? But uh, <laughs> and it's as, true. as time passed, I definitely came to respect the words. So uh, yeah, when yeah. He, he'll pull it up right now, he'll read it for you, and we'll end it on this fresh poem. All right. I got you. 
So this one's called The Face in the Glass. When you get what you want in your struggles for self and the world makes you king for a day, just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your father or mother or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts the most in your life is the one staring back in the glass. Some people might think you're a straight shooting chum and call you a wonderful guy, but the face in the glass says you're only a bum if you can't look him straight in the eye. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear to the end, and you've passed your most dangerous test if the guy in the glass is your friend. You may fool the world. This right here, this is what I want y'all to remember. Everybody right now. You may fool the world for many years, drawing fame and glory by the mass, but your final reward will end in tears if you've cheated the face in the glass. I put that on my daddy right there. He taught me that ever since I was fucking born on the low. I probably came out the womb and he told me that. I ain't even gonna (laughs) lie. But it's the truth, man. If you cheat the face in the glass, you ain't gonna get nothing but tears. Follow your heart. All right. Cool episode. Learned some cool stuff. Talked about some cool stuff. I don't even know what the topic of this episode was supposed to be, bro. <laughs> but uh, we got to t- touch on a lot of things that, I don't know, both of us have kind of had in rotation since since we first met each other. So it was good. It's, it's good to get, like, you know, kind of a recap and all that stuff. So if you have any strong feelings about any of the stuff we talked about, playing your character, individuality within a collective uh, learning versus being in school, uh, how those two are related, whatever. Anything like that, anything uh, you'd like to add to the discussion we had, any uh, suggestions for our next episode, any recommendations for guests that we should have next, any reviews on how well Darnes performed compared to Rish or some of the other guests <laughs> that you've seen, please, please be sure to tweet us, Instagram us, Whatever the kids be doing these days, TikTok us. Oh my send God. us send us a draft letter, knowing <laughs> <laughs> sharing your thoughts, oh. bro. I don't know. Oh That's all we no. got for you, bro. We will catch you when we catch you. Odd fish out. Bye bye.